On today's show, Bradley Beal traded to the Phoenix Suns. What? Does that mean that DeAndre Ayton is headed to the Dallas Mavericks? Should he? And let's talk about some rumors with the Mavs and the Hawks, more trade rumors and stuff. Oh, it's the best time of the year on Locked on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked on Mavericks. Welcome to the Mavericks. don't believe you shouldn't be here loyalty never fades away and welcome you are locked on to the dallas mavericks my name is nick angstead media member and nba channel manager for the locked on podcast network your team every day thanks for being part of the show making locked on maps your first listen every day join the raccoon squad be an everydayer subscribe or follow for free just search locked on mavericks wherever you get your podcast or on youtube the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section, are you interested in DeAndre Ayton? Now that Bradley Beal is a Phoenix Sun and they're going to need to trade him for a couple players. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. If you want to support the show, text us, get text alerts from us, the growing number of people part of our subtext group. I was texting with everybody today uh, during the the Bradley Beal stuff. I was texting about some rumors that I was reading, all kinds of stuff. Subscribe to our subtext. Click the link in the description below. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com, the We Back Boy, the One More Thinking. I'm so glad you're back, Isaac Harris. I'm back, baby. And I'm ready. I'm ready for this. I had limited service. I was down near Houston. Which thanks for all the prayers for me being in Houston. And was it uh, more humid there or in Dallas right now? Because no, it, it was. It is so humid outside. It was, and I was outside for most of the week, so I have some insane tan lines. Um, and the humidity, I just, just, I felt like I was just walking on the sun. Um, but I'm back. This is one of the best weeks of the whole year. I was so, so excited. I have podcasts ready to listen to. I think the Mavs are going to make a trade this week. I'm ready for this. And then my first day, like back quote online, air quote online, Brad Beal. We have Matt Eshbia with the classic new owner syndrome here. Classic. Uh, I mean, just a, a classic move. So uh, the NBA is firing on all cylinders right now. Today, we'll get into a bunch of rumors and things that are happening. We'll talk about the the Hawks rumors between John Collins and Clint Capella and what the Mavs wanted and what the Hawks were willing to give up. We'll talk about that whole rumor. We'll talk a little bit about Kyrie Irving. We've got some new stuff from Mark Stein in the inbox. Have to, have to, have to. If you're a Mavericks fan, subscribe to Mark Stein's Substack. Yep. It's the, the best stuff right to the, to the minute on Mavs stuff. Uh, we may talk about some coaching stuff. There's a Christian Wood rumor. There's Grant Williams versus Harrison Barnes. We may get to all that stuff. There's just a lot to get to today, but we're going to start here. We'll start with the Bradley Beal trade. Bradley Beal is headed to the Phoenix Suns. He gets traded for, like, actually nothing. Nothing. Like, yeah, a bunch like those of seconds. Bar- like those barbecue, like, um, Frito, <laughs> like, twisty Fritos. Um, like you don't like the barbecue twist Fritos? No, no, I'm saying he got traded for him. Like, yeah, I, I love those I, things. Those I are love great. Those too. They're, they're good frozen, too. Random. Uh, yeah. The ra- crap? Yeah, random. But they are. Uh, he he gets those- traded for, like, second round, a bunch of second round picks, pick swaps that aren't going to amount to anything. Um, the Suns don't own any of their draft now throughout the rest of, like, the seven years. Uh, Chris Paul, who's going to get traded to a third team or waived or whatever, 
and Landry Shamit, who was not really a, a positive contract for the for the Suns. So, and the, the Wizards are reportedly getting back Jordan Goodwin, who's like a young, interesting defensive. The Suns are getting back. Uh, Suns are getting him back, correct, uh, from the Wizards. And so that even made the trade even weird. So I think a lot of people are looking at this going, wait, why? Why did this happen? Well, one, Bradley Beal has the only no-trade clause in his contract, which travels with him to the Suns. So he was not going to go anywhere he didn't want to. So even if Miami's package was better, then he could just say, no, I don't want to go there. I want to go to the Suns. Plus, also, his agent is Mark Barlstein. You want to talk about, well, the Mavs got screwed because Jalen Brunson's you know, godfather was the GM of the <laughs> was the GM of the Knicks. This, <laughs> Mark Bartlestein is Bradley Beal's agent. And Mark Bartlestein's son, Josh Bartlestein, is the CEO of the Suns. So, like, this happens all over the NBA now. Uh, and so, for those two reasons, literally those two reasons, the Wizards giving him that ridiculous no-trade clause that he should never have gotten... Nobody has one, not even LeBron, not even Luka, n- nobody. And the the agent connection to the Sun. And then you mentioned it earlier, Matt Ishbia's like new owner syndrome where they're just like, let me do it. Can I do it? Like, let me cook. Let me cook. Let me, let me bring in. I'm going to show this town that I'm willing to spend and all that. But those three reasons, that's why he's a Phoenix Sun. And that's why he got sent for nothing because he wasn't going to go anywhere that he didn't want to go. Yeah. One of my friends uh, texted me today and said, uh, Ishbia is just trading Pokemon cards. And yeah, it's like, man, that's, well, there, yeah, that's pretty true. There's been people that have been like tweeting at me today and commenting on, on YouTube stuff and saying, I thought this couldn't happen because of the second apron and because of this new CBA. You guys have been talking about this new CBA. How come the Suns can do this and the Mavericks can't do that? Those kind of things. All right. Here's here's the thing. You can do anything you want. You can you can collect as many like stars and huge contracts as you want. The problem is in like two and like two years from now, the Suns are going to have the last pick in the draft every year while they have all these contracts under the books they'll have they'll not be able to aggregate players and trades they can't do two for one trades they can't do like all kinds of stuff that they'll be hampered by and so they're making this bet that all right for one more year let's do let's go all in for like basically two years we'll go all in and and see what happens with this this threesome and see what we can get for Aiton and that and that's kind of it they'll just get minimum guys can't even get buyout guys if you're, you know, in, under the restrictions, so that's what the that's what the Suns are betting on. The Mavs could do that. Yeah. I just don't think it would be a smart thing for them to do, and so that's why we've been talking about this. And a lot of teams are going to think that. Yeah. So I mean, for Phoenix, they're just saying, you know, the whole thing with the second apron is like to limit these teams. And Phoenix is looking at it saying, all right, well, if we can put together the best trio in the league, then then who cares about the you know the second apron stuff? Right. And like you said, it's going to take a little bit, you know, or at least another year for all the restrictions to kick in. So. um they're in the ultimate win now mode. Like they, they hired Frank Vogel. They have Kevin Durant and Booker. Right. Like they're in win now mode. So the next thing for them is now they got to figure out what's the rest of the roster. They have the bird rights to some of their guys that are, you know, free agents that could be minimum guys. But now the DeAndre Ayton hammer is about to drop at some point. He's probably not even a hammer, but it, <laughs> as he's it, that trade is going to be the the key for them because when you start looking at eight and suitors around the league, he, he can't be a salary dump. Like they can't, like, it's not one of those things like, Hey, to save money, they're just going to dump him to, you know, San Antonio or right. OKC or something. They have to turn him into pieces. So they have to be looking around the league right now saying, can we turn Deandre Ayton in, into two to three pieces? And if you're Dallas, you know, we've already seen some tweets and stuff, you know, to us about, it. it's like, can Dallas get Ayton for just a couple of pieces? For me, I, I think that the likelihood of Aiden ending in Dallas, if you're in that camp, I think that the likelihood goes down a little bit because if I'm mm. Phoenix, 
if I'm wanting to turn Aiton into two to three pieces, then I have to get either a point guard or a big back in that deal. And if you're, if you know, like Dallas is sake, like the biggest pieces that they have to trade is like a Bertans or a Tim Hardaway or maybe a Maxi Kleba or maybe a Reggie Bullock. Like they don't have a, a point guard. They don't have a big that they can, JaVale just doesn't count, that they can put into that deal for, you know, for DeAndre Ayton. So I wasn't in love with the DeAndre Ayton addition to Dallas, but I think after this deal, it kind of lowers the percentages of Dallas's chances. Uh, if they did JaVale McGee, Maxi Kleba, Tim Hardaway, you get two rotation players. You get one like center that they can just throw into their group. Cause they, they'll probably keep Jock Landell. I don't know what happens to Bismack Biombo, but let's just say they go with those guys. JaVale was good for them year before last. Uh, and that's why we thought he would be good for, them, for the Mavericks. We were convinced of that before the season. But what if they do that? That trade matches up salary wise. Yeah, I just don't, I don't know if I'm in love with that with Dallas. Like Tim and and Maxi for DeAndre Ayton, um, that one's kind of tough for me. Can I throw a three team trade at you real quick? Yeah, give it to me. Uh, what if the What if Atlanta called and said, "Hey, we want DeAndre Ayton," and what if they What if it was a three three way trade, no draft picks involved, and it's Reggie Bullock and Clint Capella to Phoenix, it's DeAndre Ayton and Bertons to Atlanta. And John Collins to Dallas. So basically, if you're Dallas, would you trade Bertans and Reggie Bullock for John Collins? Oof. In a vacuum, you'd say yes, right? Like in it, just in a vacuum. But I, I don't know if does does Collins have positive value because of his contract, because of the level of player he is. Like, I don't know. you're just basically saying, okay, is, is John Collins better than and better and more what we need than Reggie Bullock? And I don't know if that answer is yes. And he's way more expensive, and it's Definitely beyond this year too. But he's younger. He's more athletic. He'll re- he can he can rebound. He can if hit. If you're a three. Phoenix, you like it though, right? I mean, Clint Capella and Reggie Bullock for Aiton. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I think for them, maybe they'll want one you're... more player, but they'll, they'll get some minimum guys because they got some minimum guys before this. Yeah, and if you're Atlanta, you're swapping Clint Capella and John Collins for Aiton. I think they'd do that. I don't know if they do that, but I guess they've been wanting to get off of John Collins' deal. So and they have to get off of money, which I don't know how much money yeah. they get off of with Aiton, but yeah, that that one's interesting. Yeah. I'm so, so fast. But, that's the next piece to fall is DeAndre Aiden yeah. to see where he goes and, and what happens. And I think there's a lot of teams out there that it could work if you start looking around and saying I don't it but it's harder to gauge his value. Brogdon and Rob Williams in, in Boston, you know, a Terry Rozier, Nick Richards type deal in Charlotte. Yeah. Um you know, you can look at some three-team deals. And so I think that they'll be able to pull it off at least two pieces. But I think Dallas's chances at landing DeAndre Aiden, I think, took a little hit. Which I think we're okay with. Which we're okay with. I'm yeah. perfectly fine with. Yeah. yeah. I would, there's mu- other options I would much rather have. If he was the only if he was the only center option, you're like, all right, you go back into the, the season with the same centers you had or DeAndre Aiden. Like, if that was the choice, then I think I would go Aiden. But I don't think yeah. that's the I don't think that's the choice. But if it's Tim and Bertons, like yeah. that's pretty low value for DeAndre Ayton, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I, I mean I'm listening to that. Yeah, if I'm Dallas, but that I mean that has to be low low value. Coming up, let's talk about some other rumors throughout the NBA. The Mavericks were in talks with the Hawks recently about John Collins. They asked for Clint Capella. What happened? What does Isaac think about it? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Ibotta. Groceries, school shopping, getting a little something for yourself. You already know that you're doing it. We've got to buy things. Everybody does. So why don't you get Ibotta 
and it'll help you out. You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's easy. All kinds of different things use points, but they give you cash back. Other other apps will give you points that don't amount to too much, but with Ibotta, you can get real cash back and you can cash out your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Get all kinds of stuff with that cash back. So you're basically... Like it's basically a discount on every single thing that you buy. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners five dollars for just trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED L O C K E D capital L. I don't know if that's need to do that, but capital L O C K E D. When you register, go to the App Store or the Google Play and download the free Ibotta app. Use the code LOCKED. That's Ibotta I B O T T A Ibotta in the App Store or Google Play. There'll be a link in the description, and uh, yeah, go check it out. Use the code LOCKED. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of this show, part of the Raccoon Squad, and every dayer. We're talking about all kinds of Mavs rumors. We just talked about the Bradley Beal situation, if the Mavericks should get into DeAndre Ayton. We think that it kind of lowers their chances to get DeAndre Ayton. We're okay with that, and that's because there are other options on the table. So let's get into this. Can, Over- can, I, throw you, can I throw you my favorite Ayton trade real Hold quick? On, can you just say it? I'm sorry. One more thing. Next time, don't wait till it's three seconds left to talk. I just got to throw this out there real quick. DeAndre Ayton to Chicago, DeMar DeRozan to the Grizzlies, Tyus Jones, Kennard, and Tillman to the Suns. Call it in. Okay. There you go. Sorry. Didn't have nothing to do with the Mavs. It's just something I've been thinking about. Tyus Jones is probably not going to be on the Grizzlies, which is so weird because Jaw's going to miss a bunch of games. I don't yeah. understand that at all. I don't understand that rumor at all. Let's talk yeah. about the Mavs and Hawks. So, Jake Fisher, friend of the pod, reported recently the Mavericks are considering options to move down from 10, in- including the middle of the first round. They are in talks with, example, for example, discuss the Mavs and Hawks, for example, discussed the idea of swapping Davis Bertans and the 10th pick for John Collins and the 15th pick. Although those talks do not appear to have progressed, Mark Stein updated that report and said that they had no common ground during this discussion and that the Mavericks asked for Clint Capella instead of John Collins in that. What are your thoughts on the Collins trade and then the Mavericks coming back and saying, all right, we want Clint Capella. Have the Mavericks learned something? Are the Mavericks learning? Are we excited about this? They asked for Clint Capella (laughs) instead of John Collins. Well, I thought it was interesting that Stein just put it, you know, pretty straightforward that that was Atlanta's offer and Dallas said no. Right. Um, you know, as far as like Collins and 15 for Bertons and 10. The the tricky part about that is there has to be some other money in that for Dallas and, you know, in the Collins deal because there's about JaVale. 8 million. You know, there's about a, did he say JaVale? No, but that would be the one that makes the most sense. Oh, because, because that's, that's the thing that would make a little bit more sense to me if I was Dallas. Like, you know, if it was Josh Green in that deal and it's Josh Green, 10 and, and Berton, but like th- that, you would understand why Dallas said no at that point, right? Like pretty right, overwhelming. Right. Like, okay, I totally get it. So it kind of depends a little bit on like what that other salary is. If it was honestly JaVale, Bertons, and 10 for Collins and 15, I'm doing the deal. Like if I was Dallas. And I'm not the biggest John Collins fan out there. Um, but when you start looking at that and you're saying, JaVale and Bertons don't play at all. So you're, t- you're turning two net negative guys who don't, we're not even in the rotation to move back five spots and add a John Collins. Like you don't even have to start John Collins, but John Collins is by far 
a better player than both those two dudes combined. Yeah. And he's still 25. And he has some playoff experience. He's had five playoff series. He's went to a conference finals before. So, like, and I can't sit here and do a whole big pitch for John Collins because it's not like I'm, like, all about – I don't own any property on John Collins Island. <laughs> but if you're if you're just moving back five spots, and maybe it's just because of my love for Omax, yeah. that oh, could be there at 15. <laughs> oh, I would take him at 15. I would hope that Lively would still be there at 15. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lively at 15 would be fine. Uh, Hawkins at 15. But – I think I think I would do it. Like if that was yeah. the difference. Yeah. If it came, yeah, if it came down to it, you know, I I'd definitely talk myself into that deal. Um Yeah, the, I'm the, sure you talked about we texted about this and I'm sure uh you talked about a little bit about the whole John Collins Aaron Gordon thing. We did. The the difference of that is Gordon is such a better defender. For sure. And but but the the in theory on paper John Collins fits that mold of who's the guy who makes over 20 million, who has been asked to do a little bit more, maybe out of like position responsibilities that you could put him in a winning, like a, a different situation. Cause I mean, they won some Atlanta, a different situation to where he, he, his role is more defined than you would hope. Like that's what you're pitching to John Collins saying, right. be our Aaron Gordon. If you went and traded for him. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I would do it. And that's kind of, Weird for me to say that because there's not many John Collins trades I was like really championing for. Uh, a Christian Wood type where you're, where you're like, all right, come in and we'll, we'll define your role and try that. Like it can go either way. It can go. In He's Aaron better Gordon. than Christian Wood. Correct. It can go an Aaron Gordon way or it can go a Christian Wood way, right? Like that's that's the risk that you're taking with a guy like this. But you have to take those risks. Every title team has had one of those guys where they traded for him, they brought him in. And he was much better on their team because he just fit better. The role was better. He's more defined, coached better, players next to him. Like Aaron Gordon was not this on the Magic. He was a different type of player. They were trying to make him Paul George, ball in your hand, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, like, like, would you rather have John Collins and Omax yeah. or Bertons and Hendricks? Oh, that's tough. I know. Like, that's where it's, it's kind of coming down to. And – you know, he can run a pick and roll with Luca. His shooting, if you believe two years ago or if you believe last year, it kind of determines if you think he was a shooter or not. But I think let's lump Clint Capella into this. Why yeah. Dallas wants Capella. I would prefer Capella over John Collins. Same. Uh, shorter contract. He is four years older than Collins. He's at 29, so he's going to be turning 30 next year. But, you know, he's at $20 you know, million dollars this year, 22 next year. Um, he has a, he has a ton of playoff experience, and what you have defined in that big man role is like the rim roller, to, you know, grab rebounds, protect the paint. Like he does all of that, so I get why they would want him over John Collins. But honestly, I would take I would take a, either one of them if it just yeah. meant moving back, you know, five spots, and it's Bertans and Javale. For that deal in a for that deal in a vacuum, like if you look at those deals in a vacuum, then yes, you do it. But for the Mavericks, they we've talked about this a lot. These moves, they're gonna make two or three, maybe four moves this offseason, and they have to nail them because they have to hit on these no matter what it is. Like like a lot of people think, well, they they have to bring in a young player, they have to get veterans. It doesn't matter. Whatever they do, they have to they have to hit on these moves and they have to be players. They can't do what they did last year and bring in a Christian Wood and it's Vale McGee. And it just doesn't – neither of them works. Like, you just can't have that happen uh, this this season. And so, uh, John Collins, maybe he comes in and, and works out. But it, it, that would be a risk. Clint Capella is less of a risk 
fits what you yeah. want and what you need a lot better. He's played with James Harden, and so you know that he can play with this type of player like Luca, and would be and incredible, I mean. incredible pick and roll. Yeah, and Trey Young too, be an incredible pick and roll partner with him. Much better rebounder and all that. So you know, what he's you're one getting. of the best rebounders in the league. Yeah, and you know that you can also bench him down the stretch. Yeah, and that he wouldn't like freak out about it and pull a DeAndre Aiden. So, but my thoughts on the Mavericks asking for Capella instead of John Collins, I think that that's that's good. It shows that they they've learned and like, hey, we've got to address this problem. And I hope that the Mavericks take that mentality into all these moves coming up this week and say, hey, we've got to address our needs. We can't just take a trade just because mm-hmm. we think that it's a good trade in value. Like you said, you would do the John Collins trade. I oh, think overall, God. though, if you just do the John Collins trade, they take the first one that comes up to you. It's a mistake because you haven't addressed your need as directly. And if they can't address their need directly, they have to. Yeah, I think my only thing to that is like Bertans and Javel are under contract for next year. And I am in, in, in the camp of like, I want to win next year. So yeah. to swap out two guys that are not going to be playing for you next year to add John Collins to this and basically keep all your assets. I mean, moving back five spots, you still get a young guy and you still got all the other trade pieces. I think that's pretty like John Collins good- wouldn't have to start. So. I don't know. It's, this feels yucky that I'm like defending. <laughs> I'm not as high on it as you, as you seem to be. I w- I'm actually surprised that you're this high on it. But coming up, let's talk about well, some other. I, I'm literally trying to say I'm. Not, this is you're hard talking, for me to trying to talk, talk yourself out of it. But you're like I'm in on this. Like I I, I didn't expect to be. They need it, some talent. Uh, coming up, let's talk about some other rumors. Are there no more suitors left for Kyrie mm. after the Suns got Beal? We'll talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You can go to Prize Picks all throughout the summer and check out all kinds of stuff. Uh, Reds baseball is killing it right now. Isaac and I both from grew up in areas around Cincinnati Reds, and you can Del bet on Cruz, baby. You can bet on them. Um, you can bet on the Rangers. All kinds of things throughout this. All you have to do is pick two to six players, and the more or less on their uh, right now what they have for. Um, I'm pulling up baseball. They have a hitter fantasy score. So like Nolan Arenado has like a 7.5 coming up against the Nationals. So you can pick him more or less on that. You can go to a Reds player, Jonathan India, 7.5 more or less on that. And it's fun to try and have some stuff that's on these individual games. Corey Seager, 8.5 against the White Sox coming up on Monday. If I do more on every single one of those, let's say I'm feeling like those guys are going to get be hot that night. I put down just 20 bucks. I can win $45 on that right now if i put down like 50 bucks i can win 112 dollars 50 that's a very specific number and if i do the power play on that i can win 250 all kinds of fun stuff on prize picks use the promo code locked to get 100 deposit match up to 100 dollars. again promo code locked at prizepicks.com all right isaac harris we're talking all about rumors we talked about the um the hawks potential trade that happened over the offseason seems like that's dead now like if i'm just taking that as will it happen it d- doesn't sound like it will but it, it is on the table it feels like oh i wouldn't say it's dead i would just say but the talks I mean, didn't go anywhere that's what that's what all the reports came from yeah 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 i mean but it, that i mean we know how much stuff around draft stuff that could make that more enticing it's you moving. know it's, it's all moving would would dallas take back john collins if one of the young guys from atlanta is in the deal you know or mm-hmm. You know, a future pick, you know, down the line or something like that. I, I don't know. I was deep in a rumor well this weekend, and I saw that someone said that. What, what if they just give you John Collins 
Like, what if they want to get off of that money so badly? They're like, take John Collins and 15 <laughs> for, for Davis, whose contract expires basically next year. Like, what if they did that? I'm like, oh, yeah, heck, yeah, I'd do that, I'd do that deal. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. take the money and get the extra first-round pick for it. Um, I don't so what think if they're it, trying to do a Brad Beal deal. <laughs> well, they didn't even have to get – they didn't give up anything for Brad Beal. They didn't really get anything for Brad Beal. But on the Kyrie Irving front, now that Bradley Beal is in, in Phoenix, it takes the Suns completely out of the Kyrie – situation right like there's i don't see any scenario where they go after Kyrie now and also we had woge over the weekend say the lakers are considered very unlikely to acquire a player like Kyrie irving or brad beal this is before the brad beal trade there's no big game hunting out there for the lakers this is adrian warjanowski saying this uh what are your thoughts now on the suitors how many suitors are left for Kyrie now that uh the the suns are off of it and possibly the lakers well we gotta get lebron to fire back um in the chess match. Yeah, but uh, now he's changed his sights to Michael Malone. So have you seen you've seen Oh, that? that's been the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like, dude. Anyway. Uh so we'll get a Le- LeBron retirement threat at some point coming up soon. We already got uh, that. He's already no, taking that but, out of his chamber. Um yeah, I mean here here's about whole stance on Kyrie. It hasn't changed at all. I think he's coming back to Dallas. I think it'll be a long term deal. It'll probably be more money than you know, a lot of us are comfortable with, but they there will be a team or maybe two that will be in the mix come free agent time because they need another team. Like Kyrie's camp needs another team to yes. be bidding too. So it hasn't surprised me. Some other teams have been thrown out there, whether it's Miami, whether it's Houston, um, whether it's another team that, you know, the Clippers or whoever it is that, you know, we get a report coming up, you know, sometime over the next week. That's like this team's registered interest in Kyrie Irving. It doesn't like these teams doesn't, sh- you know, it doesn't shock me at all. They need other teams bidding uh, for them to go up to that number. And I think they, they will. I don't think he gets the full max in Dallas five years and all of that. I'm expecting a, you know, a three plus one, or maybe it was just a four flat four years. But um, yeah, that's just kind of how I expected it to turn out. Yeah. You said it. There, there's only two teams. Like I, I can see right now. They'll be interested in Kyrie that have expressed an interest in Kyrie is the heat uh, now that they lost Brad Beal their sights are set on Damian Lillard according to Haynes but there have been no indications that Damian Lillard wants to leave besides him joking on on Instagram live about going to Miami uh and and playing with Bam so unless that happens maybe then they if they are really serious about adding another offensive creator they're like all right well then Kyrie's the guy that we can possibly get the Mavs, the Mavs would have to facilitate a sign-in trade with them, and I don't know if they're going to be interested in Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, or whoever gets yeah. sent back for them. And then the other team is the Houston Rockets, and with the Houston Rockets, he's like three or four players down the list of players that they want to spend their money on, and I just I cannot see that going well for them. And I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe Houston would think that that would work, but I just can't imagine that. I also can't imagine Kyrie uh, going there and like being happy playing with – them and that team but like you said he's got to have he and his camp have to have some boogeyman like somebody out there that's willing that's interested in him to drive the price up it's all about negotiation bargaining and leverage right now yep so fully expect it over the next week the other news that came up is mike scotto of the of hoops hype said that the latest team to have interest in grant williams looking ahead to free agency is the, the dallas mavericks worth noting that Williams and Maverick star Luka Doncic are both represented by WME Sports, which is Bill Duffy. Grant Williams also wears Luka's every game, which is awesome. (laughs) Scotto also said that the Mavericks are interested in uh, free agent forward Harrison Barnes, (laughs) according to the league's order. We've talked about about both of these players. If you were given the option of both of them, who would you take? 
<laughs> I feel like I'm betraying him, uh, but I, I would probably say Grant Williams. Yeah, um, you're, betray- you're betraying Harrison Barnes, your boy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love HB. I don't know if HB would come back here. This um, is that's been my thing for. I, you, if you listen to this pod, you know that I said that months ago. Why would he want to come back to a team that kind of embarrassed him, trading him in the middle of that game? Like that was devastating for him. Trading him to a team that. I don't know if he wanted to go to Sacramento. I think he's happy there now, but I don't think he—I don't think he wanted to go there at the time. I'll take it a step further. I don't know how much he liked playing with Luke, um, but also Grant Williams though. Um, he's twenty-four years old. I mean, I just don't understand. I don't—I don't know how they would really afford him. I guess. I mean, I, I guess if they could, I don't—I don't think you're doing a sign and trade stuff and getting all those restrictions um, for Grant Williams. So. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you could clear up the MLE somehow and, you know, be able to offer that. But Can you even do some that, kind of sign and trade for Tim Hardaway? Yeah, but then you're getting into the in the hard cap stuff. Like, I'm just when, saying when you pull off options. a sign and trade like that, like, I don't know if Dallas can, can really put themselves into the hard cap world for Grant Williams. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I like him, though. I mean, I like his fit in Dallas. I think he would – I mean, he's a bigger body guy that – can guard these bigger wings that can you know play around in a small ball he'd be like kind of a like a, a thicker dorian finney smith um you know he could hit the three two you know yeah i think he's a little corny and his teammates i don't know how much they like him sometimes but um he, i think he would fit in dallas basketball i just don't know how they'd afford him really yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't understand that piece of it either. There's got to be some kind of move, some kind of sign and trade, some kind of thing, because he's going to be a free agent, or he could be a free agent. I think he, does he have a player option? That's what he has. But I think he's restricted. Maybe no, he's not. I can't remember. Uh, there's so many players with so many things, but yeah, he would be the player that I'd. I'd rather have him than Harrison Barnes. He's a better, much better shooter. I think Harrison Barnes better with the ball in his hands. But we've seen that kind of play out where. He's got the ball in his hands, but it's more of like a post-up ISO instead of uh, create in any kind of way. And so I get that. And and he and Grant Williams like six years younger than Harrison Barnes, which is just wild to think about. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely having a Grant, Grant Williams is a restricted free agent. So they'll have, they can, oh, yeah. they, yeah. can figure, they can sign him to an offer sheet, I guess, but they don't have the cap to do that. The Mavs don't have the cap to do that. So it would have to be I some know, kind of sign and trade with them. Maybe they want Tim Hardaway or something, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this week, I mean, I feel like everything as far as like Mavs rumors right now, anybody who talks about anything with the draft is Dallas wants out of the 10th pick. Um, to move down or to move out. Yeah, so, I, I, man, I'm, I'm so curious of what that's going to look like. I mean, it feels like the top of the draft is going to hold everybody up for a little bit of seeing what, you know, Charlotte, what Portland, you know, those guys do. Um, I have some flaming hot draft takes that we can throw out in the next few days like for me i don't know what charlotte's doing like you take scoot henderson be done with this i don't know why they've played around with it well, for they're so selling long. their team is what they're doing <laughs> him but mj's gonna meet with the guys though <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway yeah it man it's gonna be a lot of fun i think dallas is gonna be really active they're one of those teams like there's a lot of those teams out there that wants to get significantly better and kind of overhaul the roster in a way and wouldn't shock me at all if we see a, a big Dallas trade this week or we see Dallas hop in as like a third team on some of these. And, you know, like the Beal trade, it's not official yet. They're probably yeah. going to hold this thing out for a while and see if the Clippers or somebody could be a third team and, and part of the deal or, you know, yeah. So 
Dallas over under one and a half over under a half trade this week for Dallas. Oh, over a half. If you're going to give me one and a half, I would, I would think about that one, but they're, they got to, I think they're making at least one with the pick and so we know a, that it, it could be reported before draft night, but on draft night, if they trade anything to do with the 10th pick, it'll be on draft night. Somebody's wearing a Mavs draft hat on, on draft night. Yeah, true. Yeah, because they have to draft the player, even they if they trade to, out of yeah. it completely. So somebody will. But we'll have it all covered for you. We're five days a week all throughout the offseason. Tomorrow we'll be back with, with Isaac's steaming hot draft takes. At, at this point, we're more than five days a week. So Yeah, that's true. I did do two episodes over the weekend. So we're, <laughs> we're, we're fully in our draft dash and free agency dash where we, we continue to do every single day. So stick with us. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.